Welcome to the Tideline Talks podcast, where we discuss all things related to sports medicine, health and wellness. We dispel common myths and misconceptions regarding healthcare, and we do it in a way that's easy to understand. It's hosted by yours truly, Dr. Michael Slafani, founder of Tideline Sports Performance and Rehabilitation. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Tideline Talks podcast. This is your host, Dr. Michael Scalfani, and today I have a special guest with me today, which is our new clinician, Dr. Jimmy Orr. So, Jimmy, thanks so much for hopping aboard the podcast and sharing a little bit more about your background, your story, clinical skills, everything like that. Yeah, happy to do it. Yeah, great. So um, let's do this. You and I know each other pretty well, but um, and you've worked with quite a few patients so far, but let's just back up a little bit and just tell some of our listeners a little bit more about your personal background, like where you're from, where were you born and where'd you grow up? Let's start there. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in Maryland, a town called, a small town called Elkton, um, which is about like 10 minutes from the University of Delaware. Um, I grew up very active in sports, played soccer, basketball, tennis, ran a little bit of track um, and played those through high school. Um, and then after that, I went away to the University of Maryland back in the day when we were still in the ACC um, and got to enjoy a lot of the, the Duke and North Carolina games. Um, and then from there, I uh, came kind of back home uh, to University of Delaware for physical therapy school, um, where I was there for about three years and actually uh, started out. Our classroom was right across the street from where I went to preschool. So I kind of came back home to do that. That's awesome. So uh, what was it like then circling back home for grad school? Did you live at home? Did you have roommates or what was what was that like to kind of boomerang back? Yeah. Yeah. So it was it actually worked out pretty well. Um, so with where I grew up, my house was maybe 15 minutes away from the University of Delaware's um, PT school. So I got to stay at home and save some money on rent and food and grocery bills and that sort of thing. Um, instead of stacking up even further on the student loan debt. So um, that, that actually worked out pretty well. That was the exact opposite of me. I yeah. circled back to Cincinnati after undergrad and uh, to go to PT school at, at University of Cincinnati. And I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. I would rather rack up some more student loans yes. just to have that autonomy. So were your parents cool at least? Like, yeah. uh, were, did they respect you as an adult or were they like micromanaging you? Be like, where are you going at this hour? What time are you going to be back? No, they were awesome. So I actually, there was a little bit of a running joke with some of my classmates because they could tell on the days when my mom packed my lunch for me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um, I would always end up with a bag of like famous Amos cookies and maybe some fruit snacks with a sandwich and things. Um, oh my so God. that was <laughs> that was always a little funny to pull that out during our lunch break because um, it was pretty obvious that it was packed by my loving mother. So now, did she leave a note too? Because <laughs> yes. that's adorable. Did she really? Okay, no. Sometimes okay. Good. Good. Left left the house with a little kiss on the cheek sometimes and things like that. But you know, yeah. now does does your wife Hannah pack your lunch now, or are you an independent lunch I'm, packer at I'm this a point? Full on independent grown man most days. Excellent. Um, but yeah, sometimes she she hooks me up in the morning. Sometimes so that's. Still, still a pretty sweet life. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I know that uh, just for for those who uh, haven't seen uh, Jimmy in our office yet, he actually is notorious for his little mini Yeti cup that's uh, <laughs> pink salmon colored, I guess, yes. and it's from your wife's bachelorette party. It's yes. like a little like wine sized Yeti, like perfect for boat drinks. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, and it just says what Key West, something like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Which is, that's adorable. Yeah. It's just, it's great. Well, I'm glad that you graduated both from PT school and to lunch packing. So that's, that's awesome, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about, um, you know, when you were in PT school, did you know you wanted to do sports medicine? Did you go into grad school thinking uh, more of a blank slate? Like, hey, I may go orthopedics, pediatrics, or any of the other specialties? Or what was kind of your career mindset going into first year of your DPT program? Yeah. So I went in mostly with the expectation um, that I would have a big interest in sports and orthopedics. Um, but honestly, going in, I didn't really know a whole lot about some of the other specialties that physical therapists could work in, um, being like neuro, acute care, some of those things that, you know, unless you've been in a hospital or something like that, may not have been exposed to or hadn't really learned a whole lot about that sort of stuff through undergrad and some of that. Um, so I kind of went in with the expectation of ending up in sports and orthopedics. Um, but then through some of my internships in school, um, I really liked my sports rotation up in New York. Um, but then after that, I actually came down for my neuro rotation at the VA in Tampa, um, where I was in a locomotor clinic in Saul and worked with a lot of veterans with uh, spinal cord injuries and brain injuries. Um, and I actually found that incredibly rewarding. So for a hot second, almost considered getting into neuro. Um, but then after that, came, uh, came back to Delaware for my sports residency um, and was working in that field and really enjoyed that. And that kind of shifted me more towards the sports medicine side of things, obviously, um, cause here I am. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think I kind of the whole time expected to end up in sports and orthopedics, but there was, you know, a, a couple of times throughout my education that I, you know, considered other paths just from cool experiences that I had in, in other worlds. Well, I think that speaks a little bit more volume about just your personality more than it does your actual career path, because I think that uh, it means that you were open to something else, right? As opposed to being super hard headed, like, no, this is what I'm going to do. And no matter what, I'm just going to always just kind of raging bull down this path. And I think that the fact that you were at least somewhat open or uh, moderately open to a potentially different track, I think is, is pretty cool. So I think that um, I'm glad that you got the chance to explore other specialties because then I think it made you really, you know, more affirmed that you wanted to do sports. So let's talk for a minute about uh, sports, your sports residency, because um, not everybody's familiar with some of the residencies that are available to our profession. So, um, you know, in our profession, it doesn't quite mimic the MD medical model just yet. There's some debate about whether or not it should, but that's neither here nor there. That's a whole other podcast episode. But basically, um, our profession is very similar to dentistry in that regard, where um, when you go to dental school and you graduate dental school, uh, the majority of new newly graduated dentists go on into general dentistry practices. However, just like our profession, dentistry also offers different specialties, right? So like orthodontics, endodontics, periodontics, et cetera, et cetera. Well, our profession is the same way. You could graduate from uh, PT school with your doctorate and go out and be a clinician and start working, and that's great. Um, or you could really highly specialize in a specific area. And Jimmy kind of mentioned them a little bit, cardiology, acute care, pediatrics, neurology, um, things like that. And then obviously sports medicine. So um, our sports residency, so both Jimmy and I have both done a sports medicine residency and they're 100% optional. Uh, they're not required by any means, but 
they are really, I guess, in a way more akin to uh, MD fellowships because it's optional advanced postgraduate training and they're really intense. Um, they're very, very specialized. And it's sort of like almost like boot camp for 12 to 18 months, depending on it. So um, I'll quit yammering, but tell us a little bit about your experience at University of Delaware, because honestly, uh, University of Delaware sports residency is one of the top ones in the country, especially for knee and ACL reconstruction. So uh, I'll let I'll give you the opportunity to speak a little bit about it. Yeah, so that is really what drew me back um, to UD for my residency was obviously I was familiar with the program having gone there for PT school um, and having worked with some of my uh, mentors, either as my CI or their professors in my um, DPT coursework. Um, so I was really familiar with kind of how things ran there um, and really appreciated that learning environment and knew that I was going to get a good educational experience by going back there um, and working with those people. Because like you said, um, a lot of my mentors um, uh, were kind of giants in the ACL rehab world and produced a lot of research um, in that area. So it was a really cool opportunity to learn from some of those people um, and pursue that as kind of like a specialty area, um, particularly with getting into sports medicine and things where that is a, a fairly common injury that we'll see. Um, it's good to have um, that strong background that way. Um, but like you mentioned, sometimes the time frame for residencies vary a little bit. So mine was 13 and a half months. Um, and actually started two days before our graduation ceremony. Um, so I pretty much went straight from PT school into the residency and started that January, um, which was a, you know, it was a lot of fun and uh, we got a lot of cool mentorship and, you know, sports specific experiences. Um, so my experience was that um, we had some intense mentorship in the clinic, but then we also got the chance to go out and do on-field coverage and work in the athletic training room at a couple different venues, um, which I found to be extremely valuable um, in terms of learning that return to sport progression, knowing what, you know, an athlete's schedule is like between lift, treatment, practice, you know, getting the ins and outs of what a varsity student athlete at, at a college, high school, all what that lifestyle is like from the sports medicine side of it, um, which I found to be very valuable. So uh, my experiences with those were, uh, we worked a lot with a local rugby team. Um, we got to work in the University of Delaware athletic training room. So I was assigned to spring football and uh, part of the basketball season, um, which was a lot of fun. And then in a different semester, I was attached to a local high school um, and the athletic trainer there, who is actually now one of my good friends, um, was a really good guy and learned a lot from him. Um, and I basically got to act as the um, sports medicine or sports rehab liaison um, between that school and our clinic, but then also got to go there and get a lot of experience with on-field coverage and things. Um, and that is actually kind of what pushed me into the direction of getting more into, and early on in my career, getting into kind of youth high school um, and adolescent sports medicine, um, just because I had such a good experience with, you know, with that, um, with that work. I think that's great. I, uh, for those who aren't as familiar with sports medicine residencies for, for our profession in the DPT world, which I'm assuming is a lot of people, but uh, basically the idea behind our sports medicine residency is to fill in some of the gaps in our education with regards to like the true sports performance and sports medicine world. 
as well as to just give us a lot more uh, experience and mentorship. So most residencies are designed where there's a lot of, like Jimmy mentioned, a lot of really intense mentorship where you're working side by side with another sports medicine specialist uh, as a resident, and you're just absorbing as much information. I think um, you're also working in the clinic a lot. You're also, like Jimmy mentioned, going to uh, the field and you're doing a lot of sideline emergency medical care for teams. So that's not something that is uh, trained in our graduate program. So to be able to assess emergency medical situations. And honestly, you know, I think that it's it's not so much about whether or not after graduation you want to be on the sidelines for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Florida Panthers or the Lightning or something like that. I think that the emergency medical management uh, has better carryover than people think because it makes us faster, sharper, and able to assess situations clinically so much faster. And I don't know how you felt about that because that was something that was pretty new to me when, when I went to residency to be like part of the medical staff on the sideline because we didn't come from an athletic trainer background and mm-hmm. athletic training is an undergraduate degree. And so for us, we studied something different than athletic training in undergrad, went and to grad school to get our doctorate in physical therapy, and then doing a sports medicine residency, the sideline medical coverage is a unique skill and uh, something that you need a lot of training in. So I don't know how you felt about it, but I felt like it made me a sharper clinician. It made me a much faster processor. It made me uh, really be able to explain something, assess something, and react to something pretty quickly. How did you feel about the sideline medical coverage? I think that's definitely the case. Um especially like you highlighted the difference between a like an in-clinic evaluation, which can be 45, 60 minutes versus on field, maybe 45, 60 seconds. So you definitely <laughs> have to narrow things down a good bit and make pretty split second decisions on what's going on, you know, what's the appropriate level of care and, you know, if and when they can go back to play and that all has to happen very quickly. Um, and so I think that was a really valuable learning experience, especially like you mentioned, getting to, um, learn under people who have been doing that for a while, whether that's a sports specialist um, from UD or some of the athletic trainers or uh, physicians that we got to shadow and work with, um, getting to see some of the masters in their field um, really do do a really good job at that and absorb a lot of that information from them. But then having to uh, sharpen those skills for yourself is was definitely really valuable. Yeah, you can't you can't really putter and dick around on the on the sidelines, right? Like exactly. if somebody dislocates their shoulder, they fracture something, and they've got a bone sticking out. Like you don't have time to just sit there and be like, okay, let's go through the ABCs and like all this stuff. It's like bam, like let's go, let's react, and um, even just you know something even that seems quite simple, like an acute ankle sprain, and now we're deciding whether or not they can go back in, or somebody gets a stinger where they get hit in their head or neck, and they literally pinch a nerve in their neck, and it radiates or zings down their arm it's kind of like how to determine when and if they can go back into the game and things like that i think you're right just really makes us a a much stronger clinician because then when we get to the clinical setting and we're 45 to 60 minutes it seems almost very relaxed because we don't have to uh, our gears are already turning and used to turning so quickly right that we can spend more time building rapport really demonstrating our value and uh, explaining things in a very meaningful way to the patient uh, that's in front of us so the other thing that I thought 
uh, was really great that you mentioned was about the multidisciplinary approach. So when you're in grad school and we're getting our doctorate in physical therapy, we're learning all these other specialties, but we don't get a chance to really delve into the strength and conditioning, athletic performance part of it. And I think one of the best things, like Jimmy mentioned about a sports residency is getting to see the sports performance and strength and conditioning side of things, right? Which is part of working and sort of being a uh, member of the sports medicine multidisciplinary team that includes, you know, a head physician, orthopedic surgeon, head athletic trainer, uh, rehab specialists like us, strength and conditioning coaches, and everybody else that's part of the entire staff. So um, what was your experience like with the sports performance side of things? Yeah, so that was really cool to get to be a part of that team, especially in the collegiate and high school setting um, at Delaware, because uh, that really allows you to learn how to um, manage some of those situations and know how to work alongside um, people with varying levels of experience and different areas of expertise and things. And um, I found that to be very valuable um, from that standpoint, but then also just learning, like you said, things that aren't necessarily part of a traditional DPT cur curriculum or educational experience, because, you know, obviously the athletic trainers are going to be have a ton more training on the acute injury management sideline side of things. And then a strength and conditioning coach is going to know that stuff a little bit better. And then the sports residency kind of brought that all into one space where we could absorb a lot of that knowledge and then now, you know, continue to use it in, a, in our own uh, clinical practice, which I think has been really valuable. And I think so too. And I think you, you and Mallory do a really good job of uh, being able to communicate with the coaches that uh, get that refer patients to our practice. So we get a lot of referrals from uh, different athletes who are coached by either individual coaches. Like we work with a few powerlifting coaches. We have gyms who obviously have head coaches and um, coaches on staff who will refer some of their gym members to us. And I think Having the experience during residency to be able to communicate to people of different disciplines with different skill sets and be able to work together as a multidisciplinary team, I think really suits our practice well, because that's really what we're doing. We're really just acting as the sports rehab, sports medicine specialist within um, a particular community, Sarasota, Bradenton, and the areas that we serve as uh, a way to be able to help bridge the gap between somebody who wants to participate in CrossFit, F45, Orange Theory, powerlifting, bodybuilding, etc. And so I think having some of the communication skills, some of the uh, multidisciplinary management skills that come with residency, I think has made, uh, it's allowed you to really integrate well with the rest of not just our Tideline team, but also with a lot of the fitness community members that we work with, with some of those other coaches as well. So that's, I think that's a great skill that you have as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And I got to experience a little bit more of that um, when I was at IMG Academy as well, because it was a similar situation there where they had obviously all under one roof, athletic trainers, uh, dietitian, nutritionists, mental conditioning coaches, strength and conditioning coaches, physicians were all kind of part of um, that sports medicine team. So that was really cool to kind of hone those skills even further um, in that setting. Did you well. go to IMG directly after residency, right? So it was, um, there was probably about a year and a half gap. So after residency, um, my wife had already gotten a job um, as a PE teacher in Dunedin. And so I was looking for um, sports medicine positions down in this area as well and um, took a role with All Children's Hospital in Sarasota. 
um, and was working there for about a year and a half um, before I transferred to the All Children's um, location inside IMG Academy. For those who don't know, uh, IMG, everybody knows IMG Academy, but basically the sports medicine staff is employed by All Children's Hospital, which is based in St. Pete. So even though you worked at IMG, you were still technically an employee of All Children's, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but I think that, like you said, I think IMG is just such a huge mecca powerhouse of everything sports medicine, sports performance, right? So how did you, um, did you just basically ask for an internal transfer from uh, the Sarasota location to the IMG location? How did that, how'd that work? Yeah. Um, so after being in Sarasota for a year, a year and a half or so, there was a position that became available at the IMG location. Um, so at that point, I saw the opportunity and applied for it and then um, made the move over that way, um, which I think was a really cool opportunity just because, like you said, the resources, the facilities, the level of athletics and all the stuff that is available at IMG was a really cool setting to work in for a few years. Now, we'd be remiss. We've mentioned your wife a few times. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about your family. We've been yammering on about, you know, sports medicine this and education that. But uh, tell us a little about more personal stuff, if you don't mind. So tell us about, you know, how did you and Hannah, your wife, meet? Yeah, so we were in high school. We met um, my senior year, um, her junior year. Um, we actually worked together at Domino's Pizza is how we got to know each other. Um, but then we both went to the same high school and uh, played multiple sports and um, knew each other that way. Was she, what, what were your roles in Domino's? What would you guys do? So we both, um, basically in that time, we were in charge of answering phones, but then also making the food as well. Um, so we kind of had to, had to do a little bit of everything while we were working there. So I have some years of pizza making experience um, <laughs> under my belt because we were there for about two years or so before graduating. She just absolutely enamored with how you could just toss a pizza dough up exactly. there. She's like, yeah. I have to have that guy. <laughs> that guy's pizza tossing skills unparalleled. It, almost like Kevin James in that movie Hitch when he's just like, exactly. I'm making the pizza. She just saw that and she was just absolutely hooked, right? That had to be it. I yeah. think working the dough probably did something good for my form. Oh, absolutely. Too, so, yeah. I'm sure saw you covered in dough, <laughs> a little sweat going and just tossing all kinds of dough. That's awesome. So how, what, so then what did you guys do for undergrad? Did you guys go to the same uh, undergrad as well? So I went away to University of Maryland um, and then she played field hockey at Salisbury University, which is, uh, which is in Maryland as well. Um, but it's about two hours away from Maryland, um, closer to Ocean City, kind of down on that side of the state. Um, so we did the long distance thing throughout college. Um, so that was a lot of hours on the road, but we made it work. Yeah. Wow. Good for you guys. Cause I know that's a tough, like every, everybody's high school girlfriend, right. At senior year after graduate, it's always like stay together or, or not. Right. So mm -hmm. you guys obviously made it work. Yeah. And then, um, what'd you guys do when you went to grad school? Uh, because I was at university of Delaware. Yeah. Yeah. So the timing actually worked out pretty well cause she stayed at Salisbury for her master's. Um, so she finished her um, education about six months before I finished my residency um, at Delaware. So at that time is when she got a job down here in Florida. Um, and then about six months later is when I graduated from my residency. And then um, we were looking for jobs in both areas. Um, Did you do have point. to do a long distance thing between Dunedin here in Florida and, and Maryland? For a couple months, yeah. Um, and then when I was at Delaware, she was still at Salisbury, which, again, that was about two hours or so away. So kind of managed that. 
still at that point too then yeah. uh, that's great yeah. and then remind me she's she's a teacher right mm-hmm. so she works in the physical ed- education department yep. right so what's her current role now up in st pete yeah so she's the pe teacher um and athletic director at a school up in st pete called st Raphael's, which is a small k-8 school um and they've got pretty good athletics programs we've actually coached their flag football team together before um, and went six and zero undefeated. Wow, so those are some I, impressive stats, Jimmy. Exactly. Yeah. Do you feel like that sets you up better for fatherhood? Because if you can coach flag football, do you feel like you can be a father? Is that is that how you're thinking? Exactly. And we had practice with two dogs before our daughter was born, so <laughs> it was a little bit of a warm up on the way. Yeah. Now you are the only person in your in your little tribe that doesn't have an H name because you have Hannah, your wife, and then your daughter's name, Harper. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about uh, when was Harper born? She was born March 13th of last year. So she's just over a year old now. Um, and it's been a lot of fun, definitely a lot of new experiences and changes in sleep schedules and things over the last year. But it's been my favorite thing to do that I've ever done. So it's That's been awesome. a really good time. Yeah. She's adorable too. Thank yeah, you. we had a uh, we had a little Tideline team barbecue maybe a few weeks ago, and it was just really nice. Just I, you weren't sure whether or not you were going to bring Harper, and just having Harper come, I think it was just nice to meet the baby, and she was really well behaved. She's pretty chill. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, she definitely inherited your Type B personality. So uh, <laughs> we've been really lucky. She's slept well. She eats well. She's generally a pretty happy baby. So yeah, we've it's been a lot of fun, and we've been pretty lucky. Well, and it's funny because uh, you and I actually met because we're both part of the state of the state of Florida has a um, our professional organization has a orthopedic and sports special interest group. So uh, I'm the vice chair for for that group. And we have a Facebook group as well that has a little bit more of a digital presence. And it was funny because when uh, your position became available, uh, which we all of us decided, FYI, and I think we already told you this too, but when it was our team, we've kind of uh, put together different nicknames for potential open positions down down the road. So uh, you would you are now the third clinician. So we lovingly refer to you and your position as the third nerd. Uh, and then, you know, eventually we'll probably expand to a fourth dork, but you're definitely the, uh, the third nerd. But when we were looking for the third nerd, we, uh, we put a, our Facebook post, uh, up in that group and you responded and you and I got a chance to chat and it was just really great just to, we had so many things in common without having anything in common. Like mm-hmm. it was just, we had so many education things in common. We had so many, uh, just different experiences, um, in different settings, especially I think with our residency training and, um, just our, our thought processes as well. And, um, you know, without overstepping too much, it was just very interesting as we were going through the interview process for your position. Um, obviously, you were a standout candidate, you know, by far. And one of the things that I really liked, uh, obviously, a ton of different things about, you know, great personality, very well educated, um, you know, great rapport, got along well with all of our staff, but it's been, it's the most fun, I think, is the fact that your personality type is just a little bit different than, than mine. We hired a lot of type A personalities, uh, in, in our practice and you're just such a classic tried and true type B. It's so wonderful because it's a great yin and yang experience. So I don't know if you felt that at all or like what your perception has been. And I mean that in the most loving way possible, right? Yeah. That's definitely been an interesting thing to navigate with that being my personality in a profession that is definitely working face-to-face and one-on-one with a lot of different types of people. Um, Being probably more on the introverted side of things naturally, it's definitely been a 
lot of learning experiences and things like that to try and navigate that in a, like I said, in a profession that works directly with people. So, but it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's been a lot of fun. Oh, it's, it's been so great having you. I mean, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy and I work a lot together and obviously with the rest of the team as well. And, you know, we've already a few months in, well, almost more than a quarter in now. So almost four months and, you know, just a lot of really great patient outcomes, a lot of great patient experiences. Um, how did you feel when we first, when you first started and you and I had to drop in, we didn't have to, but we dropped into several different gyms, uh, given uh, some of the scenarios and things. Did you enjoy that? How was that for you? You can speak candidly. Absolutely. But. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a lot of fun. There was definitely a couple workouts that uh, took my soul <laughs> um, uh, with not having as much experience in the CrossFit world as an athlete myself um, based on some of the gyms that I've worked in previously. But that was definitely a lot of – it was a fun challenge for a couple of those workouts for sure. Yeah. It was good to see – you know, at, at Tideline, given that we see a lot of adult fitness athletes and people from the CrossFit, powerlifting, Olympic weightlifting world, it was good to get a little bit more direct experience in the gyms that they come from and kind of what the facilities are like and to meet some of the coaches. So I think that was definitely a, a good experience. Yeah, I think it was uh, that was kind of our goal, too, was just kind of introduce you to some of the gyms that we work with. And that way, when people come in from, you know, X, Y and Z gym, you're like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Or like, I'm at least familiar with where that is, what the location is like and things like that. And um, it was funny because I joke with people when I started the practice and I was looking for a space to sublease. Uh, I joked that for the first week after I moved over to the side that I just dropped into five different CrossFit gyms. Of course, I thought I was just going to get like, you know, super ripped and just have all these five great workouts. But all of the intermittent programming between like so many different cross paths and inconsistencies just made me feel really sore and run down. So uh, you were a true birther at all. I think the I don't know about you, but I think the toughest one was probably that CrossFit 941 workout. The had double dumbbell burpee thrusters and yes. i think that's where yeah i think i i know that's when when my soul left my yeah, body but absolutely and i think they were paired with either knee raises or toes to bar, toes to bar yeah. yeah so that was that was a tough one yeah, <laughs> i had to sit and rethink my life for a couple minutes after that and gather myself before hitting the road home but i yeah, did feel bad a, for you because yeah. i was i i was talking to a few other people and you were just against the wall just collecting yourself and your bag of bones and i was like hey jimmy uh i'm gonna roll out are you gonna be okay and you're like yeah i just need a few more minutes before i can safely drive home exactly. <laughs> yeah that was a tough one yeah but tell us a little bit about what your uh because you you obviously you know you work out we make fun of you know the fact that you're tall and, and shaped like a beanpole but exactly it, it looks i can be deceiving right like jimmy is a very good athlete don't let him fool you it's just he has a different body type than than i do like i'm short and frumpy and uh you know jimmy is just tall and more lean and, and muscular that way. So what, uh, tell us a little about what your current training is like at, at this moment. I like to call it the Gumby build. Um, I think that's <laughs> a pretty accurate description, but yeah, like you said, I still like to get a lot of my activity through like recreational sports and, um, doing things that way. Um, but yeah, so a lot of the stuff that I've been doing over the last couple of years will include like recreational flag football, pickup basketball, um, the occasional, you know, barbell strength training workouts. Um, and then also um, on occasion, I'm getting back into jujitsu over the last month or so after having taken a, a break from it for a while. Um, yeah. Well, you know, you also, 
also everybody give him some credit too. He has a, a one year old, so there is there it is very difficult. And I don't have any personal experience, but I've been told that it is very difficult to work out when you have a uh, a young newborn at home. So I think that now that you know you're you obviously integrated with our practice, and I think now that. Um, you're integrated into our systems and everything like that. I think one thing that you shared with me is just, I think you just enjoy a little bit more time freedom and just the ability to return to things like working out and having uh, some of that great platform to do that as well. And, um, you know, I know that you, you used to be very heavily involved in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So, and I think your frame will definitely help you out with that to be able to roll pretty well, but um, that's great. So tell us a little bit more about, uh, well, actually, one thing that I wanted to talk about um, was one thing that we're going to be rolling out that's new for our practice that's sort of being spearheaded by by you, Jimmy, is our secondary D1 clinic that we're running as kind of an after hours clinic twice a month. Um, so for, well, actually, I'll let, I'll let you talk a little bit more about uh, the D1 clinic that we're going to be starting up this month. Yeah. Yeah, so D1 in Lakewood Ranch obviously being a really, really cool facility. Um, like we've talked about, you walk in, it pretty much looks like a Division One college athletic performance um, facility. Um, so they draw a lot of sports performance, team sports um, types of clientele, um, which from my prior experience working in team sports through the sports uh, residency in IMG, um, is definitely an area of expertise that that we both have, but definitely a, a specific interest of mine in working with some of the younger athletes and getting back to sports, you know, after an injury. Um, and with them being, you know, having a heavy foot in that type of clientele, I think is a, a really good fit for kind of our specialty as a clinician. Mm-hmm. So starting in uh, a week or two um, on Monday evenings, starting out. Uh, we'll be hosting that clinic. We'll, I'll spend a, a few hours each Monday evening um, set up in their facility um, to help some of their clients you know, get answers for any injuries that, that they may be working through and kind of help them along that road. Um, and I think that'll be a really cool partnership because, like I said, I think the types of people that they draw into their facility is a really good fit for our skill set as um, sports medicine clinicians then as well. Absolutely. The way that the uh, gym is set up for those who may not have been in there is, is like Jimmy mentioned, you walk in and it's like going into a D1 collegiate sports performance clinic, right? And then they have a upstairs loft. And so that loft is where uh, gives us access to a little bit of privacy as well, because they have um, they have D1 has adult boot camp. They also have a lot of uh, developmental youth programs, uh, which range from I think a little bit younger than junior high through high school. So that gives us and that gives Jimmy a lot of really great uh, demographic to work with in that area, which is something that he personally really enjoys. So I'm really glad that we were able to get something lined up for that. And I think it'll be it'll be really fun. I think it'll be just a good, you know, variety is a spice of life. And I think it gives you an opportunity to really be able to flex your clinical muscles in a different setting and also to have a little bit of autonomy. You know, we have so many systems and things like that that are really great here at Tideline. But I think um, it'll be really great just to kind of be uh, kind of like carving out your own little niche as well, which I think will be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And it'll be fun to um, be more involved in that community. And um, like I said, get to work with a lot of the, the cool clients that they have coming through their door. And I think an, another thing that um, you're going to be working with us at Tideline with as well, that's kind of outside our, our normal clinical practice is the Sarasota soccer team. So 
Um, for those who aren't aware, we actually had Marcus was the owner um, and he owns a company that is the owner of the Sarasota Paradise, which is a USL minor league soccer team. Um, they're going to be starting up the season here, I believe. Coach Andy, we spoke the other day, and I think he mentioned that we're 11 weeks away from opening kickoff. So um, Jimmy's actually going to be helping me out with that. So we're the official medical providers. Our practice is the official medical provider for the team. So we'll be doing things like preseason musculoskeletal injury screens. Um, we're going to also, twice a week, we're going to be doing injury clinics uh, at the practice field uh, between games. And then we're also going to be doing sideline medical coverage for all the home games. So obviously, Jimmy, with his expertise, with multiple hours worth of experience in different settings for sideline medical emergency management, will be a great fit for for that as well. So I think it'll be really fun to to have you on the sidelines with me, too. And it'll be a really great one-two combo for for the team too to have two really great uh true sports medicine specialists out there on the sidelines who are have undergone a lot of training and a lot of hours of experience managing some of those because it's it's no joke out there i mean i know sometimes it looks like you know for those who go to the games it'll look like jimmy and i are just sitting there with our polo shirts and sunglasses just watching the game and you know doing whatever but really there's a lot that goes into sideline medical management and i i think it'll be a really fun experience yeah absolutely and as medical providers you kind of hope that all you have to do is sit there for the whole game and you hope that you're not too busy uh for their sake um just because that means everybody's staying healthy um, mm -hmm. but i think like you said it'll be a really fun experience just on a professional level but then having grown up playing soccer for 15 plus years i think personally it'll be a lot of fun to be involved with the sport that I grew up playing as well. Yeah. And you know, the team's great too. And I think um, it, it's really nice because since you came aboard, Jimmy, it's been really nice to be able to catapult the practice to all kinds of new different dimensions. And I think it's just great been have your personality, your rapport, your, uh, you know, your patient experience that you deliver as well. It's just been such a great uh, addition to our practice. So I'm really grateful that you and I were able to connect and, we were able to make this opportunity happen too. Likewise, yeah. It's been a lot of fun the last few months getting started and getting more involved in this community. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Oh yeah, it's good. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, we have so many cool things coming up, you know, between the D one clinic and soccer. And, you know, there's so many different things that we have in the works that we're just kind of finalizing as well. So really happy to be a, a part of it too with it with you, Jimmy. So uh, anything else you wanted to share at all? Any closing thoughts or anything like that that you wanted to, to leave open? Yeah, I think that covers it. Um, yeah, like I said, it's been an exciting start to joining the Tideline team, and I'm happy to be here. Well, great. Well, uh, we hope we won't smother you with our type A personalities, and uh, you've been doing a good job holding your own, buddy. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>